Hi, I'm Nisha Singh, and this is What Makes Us Stronger, a series of stories about people's resilience at times of crisis. It's easy to feel helpless in the face of the world's problems, the wars, the widespread injustice. Sometimes anger or empathy spurs us to sign a petition or make a donation. But what happens if you decide to turn your moment of outrage into even more action? How much difference can one person truly make? 30 years ago, a young woman watched in horror as news of a genocide in Europe unfolded on nightly TV bulletins in America. Tens of thousands of people were killed in the Bosnian War. Hundreds of thousands more were driven from their homes. But what that young woman, Zainab Selby, did next turned a moment of horror into a movement. In this special episode of What Makes Us Stronger, my colleague and the CEO of Women for Women International, Lori Adams, took Zainab Salbi, our founder, back to Bosnia to tell the story of how it all began and to find out why, 30 years later, history is repeating itself. A couple months ago, I found myself walking bent double through a dark underground tunnel in Sarajevo. I'd been to Bosnia before, but this was the first time I'd visited this piece of the country's past. And this, by the way, how long do you have to walk like this? 800 meters. And like this, what we have right now is luxurious. Like a real one, it was so small that majority of people hit. This cramped tunnel was a lifeline when the city of Sarajevo was under siege. In the early 90s, war started in Bosnia after the fall of Yugoslavia, a federation of Balkan states. Slovenia and Croatia broke away, and then Bosnia-Herzegovina declared independence. But the Bosnian Serbs who lived there wanted to stay within Yugoslavia. Bosnian Muslims were driven from their homes. Rape was used as a weapon of war. And the Bosnian Muslim government was besieged in the capital, Sarajevo, for three years. Bombs rained down on the city and no one could get in or out until the citizens dug a tunnel so that food and medical supplies could reach the desperate people who were trapped. It became known as the Tunnel of Hope. So this is what we want to show you because people could not even stand on it. You have to like bend in order to walk. It was very dangerous. It was very dangerous to go through the tunnel because in some... I'd gone back with Zainab Salbi to hear how 30 years ago, as a young Iraqi immigrant studying in Washington, D.C., she and her husband, Amjad Atala, were so horrified by scenes of this war in Europe that they were compelled to act. I was 23 years old, and Amjad, the co-founder of Format Former International, Amjad Atalla, was 27 years old. We were demonstrating because of the war in Bosnia. There was injustice. There were rape camps. There were concentration camps. And we knew we have to do something about it. And I still believe that when we see injustice, 
and not say or do anything about it, we invariably legitimize it. Zainab and Amjad didn't know anyone on the ground. But through a contact at the Bosnian embassy, they found a group of women who volunteered to help them. Zainab flew into Bosnia. She was the only woman on a plane full of UN soldiers. She was terrified. But she carried with her precious money raised with women in America and letters from them too that she was determined to get through. And Lori, this is the way how our letters and money came to Sarajevo and letters from Sarajevo to Washington, D.C. On that first trip, Zainab, with the Bosnian volunteers, helped 30 women. And that was the beginning of the organization I now lead. You know, Women for Women International was really about a story of few citizens seeing something wrong, pulling their act together, and getting aid and help to a population that really needed it. It's as simple as that. Zainab and the women she connected with didn't wait to be told what to do. They just did it. They found out what women survivors of the war in Bosnia needed. At that time, money, toiletries, even lipstick, and found a way to get it to them, sometimes through the Tunnel of Hope. You know, I started Women at Women International when I was 23 years old, and I'm now 53 years old. And I have seen it over and over and over again. Nothing is as powerful than when a group of women get together and mobilize and support each other to get the job done. I am a believer in that, and I've seen it over and over and over. So this is the so tunnel. Hundreds of people are going in and out of this every day. Walking through the Tunnel of Hope, which is now a museum, and hearing Zainab tell those incredible stories from 30 years ago, I wanted to understand what it had been like on the other side, what the conflict had looked like for women in Bosnia back then. I also wanted to know what happened next. A couple hours drive from Sarajevo is the village of Amici in the Lasva Valley. There, we met with Taiba, a survivor with a particularly harrowing experience of the war. She showed us into the house that's been in her family for decades. And then she sat down to talk with me and Zainab. I was born here and I was raised here as well. And how was life in your childhood? Ah, it was such a beautiful life. I had brothers, sisters. I had careless childhood before the war. I went to school. Taiba was 29 years old when war broke out. She was a young woman in a small village taking care of her father and siblings, with big hopes and dreams for the future. 
Early one April morning in 1993, before Friday prayers at the mosque, Taiba and her family were just waking up when they heard strange noises outside. We had no idea what was going on. We were hearing shots. We were hearing something was going on. But it was early in the morning. We had just got up. And my father entered the room and he said, kids, we have to run. The village is attacked. We just heard. Taiba's family grabbed what they could carry and left their home as quickly as they could. What greeted them outside were unimaginable scenes of horror. My village was attacked, and 116, my neighbors, people, women, children, were murdered. You saw that? Why are you here? Yes, yes. and I will never forget the fire, everything was burning, and we just ran, and we were turning around. And we saw the entire village in flames, every house was in flames, and I can never forget that. I'm trying, but when I see the fire, all these images come back to me every time. What Taiba witnessed was a massacre of civilians by soldiers that later became notorious amongst the many atrocities of this war. She and her family were the lucky ones who escaped, running as far and as fast as they could, scrambling through fields and forests. They became refugees in another village. Years later, after the war was over, they returned to Amitsi. Taiba told Zeynep and me what it was like going back. Empty. Even the birds were not singing. Other women returned too. Most of them widows who'd lost husbands, sons, brothers in the massacre. Taiba described a feeling of hopelessness that overwhelmed them all. A kind of collective trauma. It was, she said, hearing of Women for Women International that brought back some hope. So on this beautiful day, we got the news that in this village, an organization, Women for Women, is coming, and that this organization has a plan to help these women. For me personally, this was the moment when I realized I have to fight the life. I have to win the life. By this time, what Zeynep had started, bringing money and letters of support from America, had grown into a fully-fledged organization, fundraising and establishing offices in war-torn countries where women's needs were critical. There was enough money raised to hire trainers to teach survivors of war about women's rights and how to support themselves financially. Taiba says the woman of Amitsi started coming out of their homes, gathering together to talk about what had happened to them, to share their pain. Those connections 
made them feel stronger. Women are very powerful. How? Well, when it comes at least to this village here. What Taiba did, what the women in her group did, was to take up the mantle from Zainab. They picked themselves up from the tragedy they had experienced, and leaning on each other and on us for support, they started small farms and sewing collectives. They moved forward. And what's more, they are a group of women who support each other to this day. Coming back to Bosnia made us reflect in different ways. For me, to see how far Women for Women International has come since it began 30 years ago. For Zainab, reuniting with the woman with whom she shared the intensity of those early days has been really moving. And that's what I, so it's also emotional for me to come back 30 years exactly to see my colleagues, you know. Saida Saric and Farida Mushanovic, you know, so many different women that I don't want to list because I don't want to miss anybody keeping the light going. Because I ultimately believe that really the change that we're going to witness in the world is going to come from the women. I don't have sisters, biological sisters. And so all the women I worked with in in my tenure at Women for Women became my sisters. And Saida was the first one. <laughs> Since she was the first director at Women for Women International in our Bosnia office. And that was the first office. Well, but it's beautiful. I'm grateful for her. 30 years later, Women for Women International spans 14 countries and has helped more than half a million women all over the world reclaim their own power. Each one of them taking up the call and passing on what they have learned to their families and to their communities. Today, Saida still leads our Bosnian organization, Zena Zazena. They not only continue supporting women survivors of the Bosnian War, but also run a democracy academy for a new generation. I'll let Saida explain. Teaching young women, we believe that we are teaching the entire community because they are our future and they are ones who need to understand absolutely what is democracy and uh, so they can lead the country and they can ask leaders for real uh, questions and to question them and uh, ask uh, to do a better job. In terms. With another war in Europe, this time in Ukraine, there's more need than ever to try and avoid the political mistakes of the past and inspire the leaders of the future. Saida took Zainab and me to meet a group of young women who are recent graduates from the Democracy Academy. So, we are so happy that we have Zainab Saudi, founder of the organization, here with us, and I invite Zainab to join us. My name is Zainab Saudi. I am originally from Iraq. I grew up in Baghdad, Iraq, and I came to the U.S. when I was 19. Listening to Zainab tell the story of her life and how she started Women for Women International 
was Emma, a 23-year-old law student from Sarajevo. She told me how inspiring it was to hear Zainab address her group because it reminded her of what it was like for them coming together and sharing experiences in the Democracy Academy. I remember when I attended my Academy of Democracy, we were all speaking uh, to each other and telling her um, such private stories, and we were like, all crying and like getting emotional, so that like bring back all the memories when I attended uh, the Academy of Democracy. So, um... It's these connections that are so powerful and shared experiences that give us all strength, because right then, in that moment, you feel that another woman understands what you're going through. What Zainab started all those years ago is truly a global network of women. Emma had the same thought. So um, the one thing that stuck in my head, we are a community of half a million of people, women, strong women, like-minded women. So like that is really the, such an inspiring thing, like it's really stuck in my head. So like we are actually a big community. Also listening in the audience was Amita, a medical student who told us that she learned to be herself at the academy. Amita told us that women are already leaders in the home, in the community, and that her ambition is to go into politics. Mm, is it too much if I say I would like to be a member of presidency in my country? I think it's not. That's what I dream about, and I think I would do it. Hearing from these smart young women made me feel hopeful about what is to come and hopeful about our community of women all over the world carrying the torch that Zainab lit. From those in Afghanistan who are bravely coming together in our training centers despite all the restrictions they face, to women in Ukraine who, with our support, are picking up the pieces of their lives after months of war and trauma followed all the wars. We started in Croatia and Bosnia and Herzegovina, and then we moved to Rwanda, and then Kosovo, and then, you know, and then Afghanistan, and then Iraq, and then yes. Nigeria, and then Southern Sudan, and like Kosovo. the zigzagging to all, followed all the wars, right? Helped hundreds of thousands of women, facilitated hundreds of thousands of letters, and you would think the world would have changed and would have understood that wars do not work and that raping of women in war or in any time must stop and it's a war crime. And here we are, exactly. 30 years later, in Ukraine, it's the same thing. It's unbelievable how people do not learn the lessons from the past. Zainab started this mission we who take on the torch from her at Women for Women International will keep on working as hard as we can to reach as many women as we can. As Zainab says, there's never been a greater need. So women are witnessing a moment in history where we are losing our rights in different countries. It's no longer uh, the global north versus the global south. It is losing our rights worldwide. And that connectedness with each other that sharing, that camaraderie, that commitment that we've got each other's back and that we will support you and echo your voices and share with you what we learn and give you our financial support and give you our advice and share our stories has never been more important than it is now. It's fascinating because I always... There was one moment that really made an impression on me in Bosnia. 
we asked Taiba and her friends what they would like to say to other women who are going through war or crisis right now. And of all the people in the world, they really wanted to reach out to women in Afghanistan, women whose rights are being systematically stripped away and who are being ignored, just as the women in Bosnia had been. There are many women around the world who are suffering from wars, from attacks, women in Afghanistan, women in Iran, women in different countries suffering. What do you have to say to them? What's your message to them? Just move forward and forward and forward. There is not a lot returning. We, we can never forget what happened, but we have to move forward. Taiba and the other women in Bosnia we spoke to wanted to let women in Afghanistan know you can make it through this because they did. They made it through. They kept moving forward. And we will keep moving forward too. At the end of our trip to Bosnia, I asked Zeynab what it meant to her to look back at 30 years of Women for Women International. Um, I'm grateful that I have been able to be playing a small role in helping other persons, other humans, other women. And that, that I could do that, I'm grateful. Is it enough? No. Are we living in a world where there is equality and safety and freedom for women? My God, absolutely not. We are losing women's rights, right, left, and center throughout the world. Am I going to die trying with all my might to fight with love and with only love to bring that equality and freedom and support for each other? Absolutely. You see, like me, Zeynab believes in the resilience of women and the future of our mission. The necessity to reach not only thousands, but millions of women in the coming years one step at a time, one woman at a time, until women everywhere can achieve our full potential. Don't thank me. Just help another woman and another woman and another woman and another woman and help her financially and emotionally and spiritually and every way you know. But keep on doing that, and that is the butterfly effect, that is the sisterhood effect, that is the unstoppable effect that no army, no government, no fascist regime, no militias, no war, nothing can stop that power of women. listening to What Makes Us Stronger. You can find out more about the kind of stories you've heard today by following at Women for Women on Instagram or Twitter. And if you want to get involved or sponsor a sister, 
Then click on the donation link in the episode description or go to womenforwomen.org. See you next time. This series was written and produced by Emma Crampton and Zoe Gallagher. What Makes Us Stronger is a Fresh Air production. The artwork for this series was designed by Nuno Studios.